0: Okay, we come to the more formal part of this morning's service, which will be in four parts. Um, I will introduce Jesse, he will then come and respond, then the elders will come and will pray for him, and finally Bruce Billington will commission him. So yeah, let's, let's go into that. Um, so what I'm sharing is a little bit of Je- uh, Jesse's journey to where we've got to now. But as you may know, he was born in the States and he came to New Zealand when he was about 10, first settling in the Wairapa in Masterton. And then when he was 16 or 17, they moved over to the Hutt Valley and he actually spent a year here in the church then. On finishing school, he did his university studies in the States graduating with a psychology and religious studies degree with com-lord distinction. Somewhere in the midst of all this, he met and married Angie. And in 2010, they came over here for nine months and came in amongst us and worked in our youth group. And I guess it was then when the leadership abilities and qualities they had first came to our notice. And in 2013, The elders were considering the future of the church, how best to take it forward, and decided to put a call to Jesse and Angie, who at the time, Jesse was working in insurance and um, vehicle insurance, where um, you know claims are too difficult and everything is settled, I'm sure, and all those things. But we knew that they had felt a call to be working and serving full-time in church, so we put the call to them. This was in September 2013, and in February 2014, you may recall, they came down amongst us for a fortnight. We believed it was right in God to offer Jesse the role of strategic director and Jesse and Angie and at this stage Little Archer came down in May 2014 and Jesse joined the eldership team. In the time since then, Jesse has proven to us time and time again that he does have the giftings, the passion, the skills and the abilities to take this church forward into the future He's shown great maturity in humbly watching and waiting, waiting for his time, allowing himself to be, de- to be developed, particularly under the guidance of Bruce Billington. And Bruce, we thank you for that as well, for all you've done there. His hand is on many of the initiatives we have developed in the last two years, including he's done a fair amount of preaching and teaching. He's worked on with Angie, who has creative skills, the website, the logo, our name change, Establishing our core values, go church, the variety of events which enable us to interact with our community and draw them here, the pursuing purpose series which we're seeking to run all of us through over the course of this year. He's been involved in the pastoral care support of many of our young adults. He's established encounter nights, and many of the the building improvements we see, sort of the internal ones, um, have all been due to him and to Angie as well. He's worked tirelessly on these and a number of other things as well. It had always been our intention, after a season, to re-establish the role of pastor. And in God, we as an eldership believe that Jesse is the person to fit that role and continue to take us forward. So Jesse, I invite you to come and respond in the recepting of this role.
1: Angie, um, Angie got me dressed this morning. She would, she would like to dress me like this. I think every morning, except I, I usually rebel and I don't let her. You know, um, so a couple of people say, "Wow, you look amazing." I know. I know. just think what, just think what it would be like if she dressed me every morning. You know. So we, I just, can I pray just to start? It, it helps me to just start. Father, we just, we again, we thank you um, that I'm not going to preach long today, Jesus. Lord, and I just do thank you for a significant time where we can come together and that we can continue as a a group moving forward into the things that you would have us do in this city, in our homes, in our workplaces. Father, I just thank you that regardless of any of us, you are still God. And I thank you that you are still on the throne and that you're still mighty. And as we're singing, you are greater, you are good. And Jesus, we just rest in the fact of who you are. Lord, it says in your word that in our weakness, you're made strong. So Lord, I just, I, I give myself over to you in that regard, Father, that in our weakness, you're made strong and in our collective weakness is where you're made strong, Father. So we just declare that in your mighty name. Amen. Um, one of the things that, that Bruce and Bruce asked me to do was just to share some of the things that, that are on my heart. I get to share them um, often anyway. So I, I hope that it's not anything new. And if there's anything new that comes up, come and let me know. Jeez, Jesse, I've never heard that before. But a lot of the things that come up that, I, that I'd like to share are things that, as an eldership, we together have said, hey, what are really valuable to us? What are the things that that we would love to see this church, and, and obviously the wider church? I so appreciate Graham being here, and Chris as well, and, and just some of the representation It's significant, Graham and I were talking, because it's not a one church thing, you know? And I so appreciate the, the representation from, from our leadership in this city, because um, what one of the things on our heart is to serve the city. And what does that look like? And we don't want to build a little culture where we're fine in here and that we, we, we feel great, but we want to, to go out and to impact and to engage. And, and those are some of the things that have been bubbling away. And so we just appreciate the representation here because we want to say we want to partner with making this city and our workplaces and our homes a place where we hope that the love of Jesus can just saturate. That that love and all those things can just engage. And so that's some of the heart that we have. And I say we because it truly is we. I I know that there's a shift when when we're stepping to the role of pastor. But we're an eldership-led church. We have team leadership. I'm accountable to them as they're accountable to me, and I, I want to reinforce that. I, I'll, I'll, I'll start crying in a little bit, um, and forgive me if I do, but I so appreciate every one of the elders, and, and this week, you know, we all, we all have our weeks, right? We all have our moments, but I just so appreciate, in particular, Pete, and just, there I go, I'm already going, but just his father's heart, and him, his willingness to, to get alongside, and that's what makes us strong is that together, that, and, and the thing that I just wanted to share this morning, and we've been talking about our whys in church. Why do we do what we do? It's so easy to get disconnected from our why. And I wanted to share my why just if I could um, very briefly. Um, and so I'm going to come back to that. But one of the things before I get there, I, just, I have to tell a story about Archer because it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be me speaking if I didn't share a story about him. So, so we're, we're moving out of our house and we're going to temporarily just stay in my mom's beach house as long as we can, as long as she'll allow us whenever she kicks us out. No, we've already set a time. And because um, and we're wanting to buy a house and so we're going um, on a trip back to the States to visit family and friends in a little bit. and So we just figured it would be a good time to go now so we can pay for the trip by um, not, not having to pay rent or at least I don't think she's going to charge me rent. But um, if, if you have a chat with her afterwards and let me know. Um, just give me a little bit of time, um, and so Ar- Archer knew that we we're going to move, but it seemed like it was a far away kind of thing when we were going to be moving. And this week um, they'd scheduled in uh, uh, a review of the—I uh, don't know what it's called—but they they wanted people to come and check out the house that are possibly going to be renting the house. And so um, we we had forgotten that that was going to happen, and so we're in the middle of doing all sorts of things, and we get this knock at the door, and there's probably about forty people with shoes off, already ready to come in. And as soon as we opened the door, there was an influx of all of these people. And you should have seen Archer's face. He was just like, what are these people doing in my house? And it didn't help when we said, guys, we got to go. We're not supposed to be here. They've come to look at the house because we're moving out. Archer started, he started bawling and I had no idea. I was like, no, no, we got to go. Hurry up, Archer. This is not a time to cry. We got in the car, and we were, we were just going to go. I don't even know where we went. We might have gone to dinner or something. He was bawling for most of the car ride. And, and I tried this: knock it off, Archer. You know, that, that didn't work. And, and we kept, we kept um, engaging. Why are you so upset? And he thought that we were never going back to his house. He thought that all of the kids were going to take all of his toys. He... He thought all of these things, and I, I felt so bad for him. And, and we had the chance to explain. He didn't even believe us. He went and checked all his toys when we came back. He's like, Dad, it's okay. They didn't take my toys, you know. I said, oh, I'm really glad they didn't take your toys, because then I'd be upset too. But he wasn't connected to why we, we had to go so quickly. He didn't know that we were going to be going back. And I think it's so important that we reconnect that we connect to why we're doing things. And, and so I just hopefully I can share, share my why. The heart of my why comes, and I, I hope it's represented in, um, and I've, I've shared this story before, I'm sure you've heard it, and so I apologize for that. But when I was in university, in one of my religious studies classes, I, t- I took a class called The Question of God. And the whole premise of the class was questioning the nature of God. Does God exist? What do different faiths believe about God and, and the nature of God and, and, and et cetera? And, and it was a secular university, so it was from a secular perspective, which I appreciate. I appreciate getting a lot of different perspectives and opinions and saying, where, where are different people coming from? And, and I, I often like to know, why are they coming from that position? And so in this class, I just remember, and it was such a significant time for me personally. Um, and it was, it, it's, it's at the heart of some of where I bring so much passion, I think, is I, I had a moment afterwards, and I believe it was God speaking to me and stirring my heart for why does a why does a class like that even exist why does a class entitled the question of god even exist and 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 i've gone through different variants of why i think it should or it shouldn't and you know i always keep coming back and re reexamining this idea or this 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 question of god and and here's here's some of my encouragement of what I would suggest why I don't think it should exist. Jesus did what we couldn't do. His sacrifice is still just as powerful and on offer as a free gift today as it has always been. But one of the things that I see, and this is, this is the core of my why, my family has had its fair share of, of pain, just as many of you have. And excuse my emotion, because this is where the why comes from. There are so many hurting people in this world. There are so many broken, broken people in this world. But we have a God. And this is a word that I woke up with in my heart this morning. Most of us run from fear. Most of us run from shame. Most of us run from these things. But the word on my heart this morning is that we have good news to say, "You you are supposed to still keep running But it's not running from those things, it's running to someone. The shame doesn't go away, but you can run to our creator with that shame. And he's He's the redeemer. He takes those things and he makes beauty from ashes. The verse I wanted to share with you, and I'm not going to take long, I promise. Isaiah 60 verse 1. Arise, and this is to our church of Lane Park Church. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Bill Johnson shared that at a conference that some of the elders went to last year. Arise, shine. The call to the why of why we are here and why I hope that we're here is not to have great services. Is not to have a phenomenal cafe. It's to arise and shine our lights in the community that we live in in our homes that we live in. That is the most significant expression of our faith that we could possibly have is not to express ourselves here when there's, and and this is a wonderful place to do it and I hope that we don't stop, but it's to express ourselves in the workplace. It's to arise and it's to shine in your homes, with your kids, with your community at the grocery store. We've, We've repeated these things again and again. But where the why comes down to it is there are people that are broken in that question. I don't know why I'm here. I don't feel the value that I have. There's suicide rates. I, I I don't know where it's at now, but I know the New Zealand youth suicide rate was at one time one of the highest per capita in the world. My heart breaks for that. And as we continue to move forward, as, as the eldership continue to, to seek where God wants to take us, that's something that's at the core of why we do. And so I just, I, one of the things, I just had the picture of Archer sometimes, you know, he's like, I just don't want to go wherever you're taking me, Dad. But if you only knew the why, that we're going to Disneyland because of some of the choices that, that we've made to, to make sure that we move to Otaki, that we're going to go to Universal Studios. He loves Transformers. He's going to see them in real life. He's probably going to be scared again. I took him when he was way too young. I'm going to take him again. But that's... Can you imagine if he was connected to the why? that, no, those kids aren't going to take his trampoline. He asked me, Dad, did they jump on my trampoline? Well, I hope that we hopefully grow him so that he encourages people to come and use his stuff, you know? So God will work on him too. But if he only knew where we're going and the why that we are connected to. It's not to create something different, but it's to engage. It's to to bless. It's to see people set free. It's to see people that were in depression come into a, a fresh realization of their identity. It's to see people that have been set free from shame. It's to see people that don't carry guilt anymore. It's to see them come into the knowledge of a savior who loves them unconditionally regardless of where they've been and what they've done. Connecting to our why is so important. And so I just want to leave that as a thought with you. As we move together and as seasons change and shift, I so appreciate going on the journey. And I, and I single out Pete, but all the other elders are just as significant in different ways that they've done. I so appreciate Bruce and, and so many different folks in that regard. But we can't do this alone. This is not a Jesse initiative. My goodness, I can barely tie my shoes, you know. Angie got me dressed this morning. I just want to encourage you. Can we come together together? in unity? Can we come together and support one another in prayer and encouragement as we continue to move forward? Can we continue to lift these guys up in prayer? And and their job is a lot tougher than probably what I have to do. Can we support the other ministers in our church and lift one another up as we continue to move forward? Amen? Bless you guys.
0: Thanks very much, Jesse. Could you stay here, Jesse? And I invite the elders to come. Ask you all, please, to stand as we pray.
2: Jesse, I just want to um, share a verse in um, Proverbs fifteen, uh, Proverbs sixteen. Sorry, verse nine. It says, "A man's plan, a, man, a man's mind, plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure." I woke up this morning with a picture of two people playing a chess game and I just felt that God wanted to say to you that the appointment today is not a random appointment by amateur players but by the hand of God himself, the master chess player. And um, a couple of verses, I'll just get you to grab that, just wanted to share, the plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man and I know that you're an orderly thinking strategic player they belong to man, but from the Lord comes the wide answer of the tongue. All the ways of a, man, of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit, the thoughts and the intents. And this is the verse I wanted to say. As the responsibility comes on your shoulder, shoulders to lead our church, roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him, and he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable with his will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed.
3: Love you guys. Gosh, you're awesome. There's fan club here today. Hey. Father, we want to thank you for these two that have come among us. We want to thank you for the mental of leadership that's upon them. We want to thank you, Father, they're responding to a call this is not something they dreamed up one night when they had too much cheese to eat, but it's a, something that, Lord, you've put in their hearts to express something of your life and your kingdom and your, your desire, Lord. And we want to thank you that they have sought to work that out here in this place. We thank you for what they've already accomplished. It's no mean feat coming into a place, Lord, when you're young, but you're enthusiastic. Lord, when you have got... Uh, Uh, Lots to to bring into a place, Father, is not easy, but Lord, you have uh, established them here in this place by your grace and by your purpose and by your plan, and it's a great thrill for us today to stand with them and to acknowledge that. It's a great thrill for us to recognize that they've been God-appointed, Lord, that you have sent them to us to help us accomplish your purposes here. And Father, today we stand with them and we acknowledge that over their lives. We say thank you, Father, for that mantle that is upon them, Lord, to enable us to move forward. We know today, Lord, that they don't come in their own ability. We know they don't stand here in their own strength. We know at times they feel weak and inadequate. But Lord, we know that there's a God who stands with them. We know there's a team that stands around them. We know that there's a people in this place that believe in them and we're excited by that father and we say lord give them the resources they need lord equip them afresh today anoint them with your power and your ability father to do the task that you've called them to do lord may they have grace may they have strength lord may they have insight may they have vision lord may they know that they're not here alone but they stand with the with the body of your people that, uh, that uh, uh, encourages them on and seeks their very best. We ask that in Jesus' name and for your glory. God's people said, Amen. Amen.
2: And just uh, a, another word from Proverbs 2 For the Lord grants wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity, and that's for you guys.
0: Jesse and Angie in 2 Peter 1, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. Lord, the things that you've already posited into him, Lord, we speak and call him up out of him now, Lord, as he comes to serve in this role. In particular, Lord, we ask that you bestow upon him wisdom, discernment, Lord, humility, And Lord, that he would be a servant leader, which is the desire of his heart. We speak those things into him and into this office as he takes it. In Jesus' name.
4: Father, we want to thank you for this uh, wonderful opportunity, which has been years. In years in the making And so firstly Father We just pray for your care And your protection be upon And around uh, Jesse Angie, Archer And Bennett Father And their home and all that you've given them To steward Lord just continue To have a a Shield of angels guarding them and Caring for them, surrounding them Father Bringing them care and protection And Lord we just uh, Recognise your anointing upon Jesse, you're calling upon Jesse what you have built into his life and so Father at this point we set him aside for the role of pastor of Lane Park Church. Father we just pray your anointing will come with this commissioning Father we pray that you will go before him, that you will be his rear guard and Father that you will, we pray you will give him wisdom beyond his years give him strength and insight but Lord may your humility be threaded through all of that father and lord we just uh, we just stand with him today we we honor him we honor the family and as a congregation we commit ourselves to uh, his leadership and to the journey that he along with the elders of this church would take us upon father in jesus wonderful name amen amen, amen. amen. thank you
0: Please be seated Well, that is the, the formal part of, of the commissioning service today, and uh, we, so we conclude that, but we will also conclude our service with a song that's a great anthem of what we believe, why we believe and who our wonderful God is when the team are ready.
2: you to stand with us.
0: What a wonderful way to affirm what we believe that Jesus is our Lord, God loves us, the true God is three in one, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We just thank you, Lord, you're a wonderful God. We thank you as we affirm what we believe as we go from here. but just before we do that, can I just ask you to take a seat for a second? Pastor Graham. I invite you up from Riverstone Church. please he has a word for us this morning.
5: Thank you, Bruce. Could I ask Jesse and Angie to come here too? It's just a and and to Lane Park Church. Just I'm the pastor of the Assembly of God Church at Riverstones just down the road here. And interesting, Jesse made the statement about that the gift is still on offer, so we're the church with that sign out there that says those things. But I believe today is a significant occasion. I believe today that this is a day that's been ordained and put in place long before even you were born. This has been established and set into the place of where it's going to happen. It is interesting today, Jesse, that you are here with boots on and you're standing. Can you just move just a fraction here? You're standing in a place where many, many incredible messages have been given out over this city and over this church from this very place. And God has positioned you, and God has placed you, and God has called you, and it is not without time and not without reason. Today is the day. There is a set appointment and a set time in the world today that you are stepping into something new, and you're stepping into something great, and you're stepping into something far bigger than you could ever, ever, ever imagine. And you look out there and say, well, yes, there's a city of Upper Hutt. We can fill them here. He says, no, stop. Do not contain yourself into the city of Upper Hutt. Do not contain yourself into the Hutt Valley, but contain yourself into what God has placed on your heart for the nation of New Zealand. And I believe there are great things going to come out of this church They has put you in boots. You've got boots to walk through the mud. You've got boots to walk through the clay. And you're going to lift people out of that miry clay. I declare that, and I commission, well, I don't commission you, but I agree with the commissioning of what the elders have done here, and we stand with you and Angie that there is a good thing for you in this church. And just for all of you, stay there, please. I know that Jesse is a praying person, and this is out of the book of Chronicles where Solomon is praising the Lord. May you, Jesse, Watch over this church day and night. This place where you have said that God is going to put His name. May you, Jesse... Pray towards God and may God hear the humble and earnest request that you make for this church and for this city. And when you pray towards this place, then God will hear from heaven and He will bring His blessing and His forgiveness upon you, upon this church and upon this city. And I declare that to be a word for this church. The church is a church that sees forgiveness and speaks forgiveness. And Jesse, the word for you is continue to be compassionate. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Bruce, for that time. Appreciate that.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Graham. Thank you for the encouragement that you bring. Um, That is our service for today, but we've actually gone through things a little bit more quickly, and we said in the cafe we'll be out at 11.15, so they are still feverishly... um, Preparing for So can I ask you just to have your, your first conversations here and here, here. But let me just pray as, as, we, as we finish today. Lord, I pray for your blessing on all of us as we leave. Lord, particularly on our civic leaders as they serve this wonderful city. Please continue, Lord, to give them wisdom and insight in all their endeavours. But Lord, also pray that for each one of us as we encounter our different worlds this week. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for coming this morning. We really appreciate you being here. Chris and cool. Thanks, guys.